On today's show, I welcome my sweet friend, colleague, and special guest, Lexi Kornblum of Lexi's Clean Kitchen to talk about her upcoming new book, how she turned her blog into a full-time business, and advice for food blog startups. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Fed and Fit podcast. Today, I'm joined by another friend of mine. I'm so excited about this interview series because I'm bringing just some of my favorite people in the industry together to chat with them for a little while. Today, I'm talking with Lexi of Lexi's Clean Kitchen. If you haven't seen her yet, you need to as soon as possible. Um, she is Lexi's Clean Kitchen across Instagram, Lexi'sCleanKitchen.com. She's also on Snapchat where you can see even more of her most adorable Golden Retriever Jacks. Um, she's a good friend of mine. She writes incredible recipes. She's always thinking about you know, what would be the next best thing that I think readers would really like, like these one pan meals, things like that. It's just, she blows me away constantly. She's, she's such a hustler and she's coming out with her first book this year. I'm so excited about it. Um, and we're going to be able to spend some time together at Paleo FX. So welcome to the show, Miss Lexi. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm happy to have you here. This is so fun. I love it. Yeah. Well, you know, you can probably do a much better job as always of, telling folks about your story than I can, even though I stalked you thoroughly <laughs> before the call. Um, but tell folks about, you know, kind of your story. And I know you, you're outside of Boston now. So what led you to Boston and what led you to starting LexiesCleanKitchen.com? Yeah, totally. So I'm originally from New York and I've been in Boston about four years now. Um, I went to college at UMass Amherst and then met my fiance, Mike. And, um, we decided to move here after I went to graduate school, and so that's why I'm here. But um, in terms of Lexi's Kitchen, well, I was. Do you know that I was an elementary art teacher? I did. Okay, yeah. so I was an art teacher until um, this past June, and I was also blogging. So I was blogging full time, teaching full time, and it was. I loved both, but it was too. Oh, hey, Jax. It's okay. <laughs> this is real life. Okay, real life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I started, so about, I started Lexus Queen Kitchen three years ago and about like three and a half, four years ago, I was just, I had horrible stomach issues. I had, well, now I know it was like leaky gut and candida and all sorts of stuff. Um, but I didn't know what was going on. I was bloated. I couldn't go to the bathroom. I had all sorts of issues. Um, and it came to a point where it was getting in the way of my daily activities. So I decided to start an elimination diet. So it was like something has to change. So I started cutting out gluten and dairy, and I felt good, but I didn't feel 100% awesome or anything like that yet. Um, so then I took it a step further, cut out grains, cut out refined sugar, um, and some other stuff, and started feeling a lot better, like significantly, like kind of life-changing. Um, so, but I like love food, and I've always been like obsessed with food, so I still wanted to be able to eat anything, like pizza and, you know, bread, and not buy like gluten-free Mm -hmm. Crap from the store. So I decided to start an Instagram account where I was like, I'm just going to post what I'm making a crappy iPhone picture. Just... Sorry. <laughs> he wants his 15 minutes. He like here. Only when I'm on a call. Stop it. <laughs> I just gave them something. Okay. Yeah, check, check. Come here. What's my pop button? Okay. 
my neighbors were getting a storage shed, and that's what he hears. Oh. Um, okay, sorry. No worries. So, um, so I had all these health issues, all these ailments, and I started to feel a lot better once I cut out all these things from my diet. So I started the Instagram account, and I was just sharing iPhone pictures, and all of a sudden, a lot of people um, started responding and like were following me and kept asking if I had a website where they could find everything. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, and then that was when I decided um, to take it more seriously. And that was that will be, it will be three years in June, um, and it just kind of took off from there. And then this past June, I left teaching to do it full time and to write my book. That is so cool. I love it. That's so neat. You know, to think that, especially you, you're just have such an awesome wealth of recipes. That, but to think that folks are getting started on Instagram. Um, and Vine and all the other platforms today. It's totally crazy. I know. Um, Instagram was like my first little love of like social media, and it was just totally random, and it was the start of something great. That, so is, just, that is so cool. Um, so what – I'm just curious because there's a lot of folks who listen to the show who either are looking to start a blog or really turn their blog into a real business. Um, when you left your teaching job, you know, was there something that – you know, a milestone you reached or something that happened that you were like, now's the time to, yeah. to go full time. Well, I was gearing up for it for like for a while. Like we knew it was, you know, about that time I was successful with the blog enough that it was. So I, you know, I wasn't, I knew I wouldn't be struggling when I left, but you know, when I started blogging before, when I was still teaching, I would just kind of like post to post and, you know, and then then I was like, okay, this needs to be quality over quantity. It needs to be, you know, I like up to my photography game. I, um, you know, I like invested a little more in cameras and lenses and just kind of made it more, um, more of a business than just like, you well, know, let me just blog for fun. I kind of set more of a schedule and, um, you know, I had, I work with a bunch of different brands and develop recipes for them, but then I, you know, I made that more concrete and more contract like. So, um, definitely like up like up to the game a little, made it more less casual, more professional once I left. Yeah. Well, you do a great job of it. Um, something that I really admire is um, you're obviously a very witty businesswoman. So it's killer. I think if uh, folks, if you don't follow Lexi yet and you are looking to really launch your business or take it to full time, I think she's a great example of someone to follow. Um, let me find my other questions. Let's yeah. see. Okay, so um, what is your favorite part about your job? I know it spans a lot of different things, but what do you think you enjoy the most? I think what I enjoy the most is connecting with the readers and them writing to me and, um, you know, telling me they've made a recipe and how it's changed or impacted them um, and just writing to me and just chatting about, you know, daily things or them giving, can you do something like this? I'm like, oh, like, that's awesome. I never thought of that. And that actually is great for me, too. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely, I think, connecting with readers. Yeah. That's and thing. community, you know, like, and friends and, like, virtual blogging friends and then, you know. I know, totally. The birds of a feather. It's kind of like people always say that your best friends in life are going to come from the ones that you work with in industry because um, you share so many common interests. And it's so true. It's just in this industry, everybody's scattered everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's funny. And that is something I say a lot on the show is encouraging people to email um, like if you have feedback to give, to give it because it really means, it really makes my world go around. And I hear that 
from other folks as well. Yeah. It means sure. a lot. Even like with website stuff, you know, like I don't know if something doesn't load right on someone else's computer. So like hearing just feedback across the board is always so helpful. Totally. Totally. Yep. Um, let's see. I One of my favorite questions that I like to ask of food bloggers. Um, so we have, you know, all these hundreds of recipes that we write and work. But sometimes dinners that we tend to make over and over again are not necessarily recipe worthy. You know, it's not like something that made it to the website. So I'm curious, what what would be a go-to dinner for you in your house that doesn't necessarily follow a recipe? Oh, yeah. And, like, so not glamorous, which is, like, most nights. Everyone's like, what are you making tonight? I'm like, not what you think I'm making. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my go-to dinner. That's probably just, like, eggs. Mm -hmm. Like, eggs, some home fries or sweet potato. Um some bacon just like breakfast or brinner breakfast for dinner brinner <laughs> I go to I love it that's awesome we do a lot of um because I cook so much for the blog Austin my yeah. fiance or not fiance anymore he's my husband hubby <laughs> I know Mike still calls me his girlfriend I'm like I'm not your girlfriend it's an adjustment period to remember what to call them um he will swoop in sometimes and just make me grilled dinners. And so it's essentially, we eat a lot of whatever can get cooked on the grill. <laughs> yep. Well, Mike can only cook eggs. That's my fiance. So, like, you know, it's just brinner all the time. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a good one. Um, so I'm curious, because you do constantly put out incredibly fresh content, and it all looks amazing. You know, what really keeps you inspired to keep upping your game and keep putting great stuff out there? Um it looks like you're constantly publishing new stuff. So what really keeps you going? Yeah. Um, oh, inspiration. Well, I get inspiration everywhere in terms of recipe content, like magazines. I mean, I have like pages and pages of lists in my notes on my phone. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of everywhere, different cuisines, traveling. Um, but what keeps me inspired to cre keep creating new content? Um, I, you know, I guess, I guess it's, you know, seeing what readers enjoy the most. Like right now, one pan recipes are doing really well on the blog. Um, and people just like them. And for good reason, they're just like super simple and easy and, you know, less mess. Um, so kind of taking like one idea and just kind of seeing where like how far I could take it or how creative I can get with it. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, like, so right now I'm doing like a ton of one pan stuff, but um, honestly, like just, different cuisines and different restaurants and different travel experiences and, you know, kind of just all over the place. What's in season? Um, a lot of that too. So like going to the CSA and like, I'll get, you know, you know, a big box of these vegetables. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but we're going to, you know, we're going to figure it out tonight. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of just all over the place. That's awesome. So just kind of keeping an ear to the ground, it sounds like. Yeah. Just yeah. Seeing, like, seeing what's hot also, you know, like, you know, what's trendy? Mm -hmm. Smoothie bowls are trendy right now. I did a smoothie bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I haven't done one yet, but I feel like I should. You should. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so aside, so the, the book is a huge project. What I'm, I would love to hear more about it. What's going into it? I know you're pouring your heart into it because you keep your constantly posting all the awesome work you're putting into it. So tell me about the book and what you're most excited about with it. Yeah. So the Lexus King Kitchen Cookbook um, 
will be out in stores November 8th, 2016. Um, it's available for pre-order now, so you can go on Amazon or Barnes & Noble and type in Lexus Clean Kitchen and you'll find it. Um, but basically the book is over 150 recipes, um, all cleanly. And you all, look, let me start over. So the cookbook, the idea behind it is that it's all, it's clean eating, it's healthy, and it's, you know, it's allergy friendly in a sense, like gluten free, um, grain free, dairy free, refined sugar free, and all that. Um, but I really wanted to take it a step further than just being like a, you know, necessarily just like a simple paleo cookbook and make it more about clean eating, which is, you know, why I started the blog also. Um, so it kind of transcends the dietary labels in that sense. It's kind of for everyone, not just if you're a paleo or gluten free, but just for anyone who, loves to eat good food and cook um so it's 150 over 150 recipes and it's um you know just my my favorite stuff i just you know i've been pulling um all of my favorite ideas and inspiration just kind of compacting it into this one big resource and i'm super excited about it that's awesome everything you're making looks amazing thank you Mm -hmm. you. yeah i wish we lived closer together i would come help you if we were neighbors, we'd have such good food. We, no brinner for dinner. Yeah. No brinner. No. I'd be we would just have to swap which days we're we're working on recipes. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh, that's awesome. Are there any other projects? I'm kind of blindsiding you with this question, but are there any other projects you've got for the blog or anything coming up that you're focusing on? Um, well once yes, kind of. Once <laughs> um once I, you know, I turn in the manuscript and we kind of wrap up book and get it ready you know to be in stores and be with everyone um doing a lot of video stuff for the blog working with some cool brands um to bring some like really awesome new content um so video will be like the biggest thing coming up that isn't on the blog now that will be that's awesome very cool I've been teasing forever as soon as my my book is coming up to a wrap and by this point it should be when this episode airs Hopefully. I keep saying that. I'm just kicking the can a little further down the road. Um, but we've got a YouTube video series that we're working on, too. Oh, I love it. It's love so it. fun. Videos are the most fun. Yeah. It's going to be a learning curve. I'm going to oh, For sure. figure out. But That's true of anything, though. You know, when I look back at some of my first blog posts, I'm just, they were, I've come a long way. Oh, yeah. My photos are, like, real bad. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, well, I would also, I mean, I do want to pick your brain on business stuff. So, yeah. like I said, there's a lot of folks listening who do really want to start something. Do you have advice for people who are looking to really make that leap? Um, you know, when is the right time? Do they need to really pick a niche or they just need to just start creating? Um, you know, generally, what what would you want to tell somebody who's trying to decide if they should go for it? Yeah, and I'm really glad you went back to this question because I feel like I have more to say about it than I uh, than I said initially. Um, I think the biggest things you need to go when you you know when you start something or start a business or take it and get serious with it is first of all making sure, of course, that you love what you're doing and that you're excited about it because then other people will feed off that energy. Um, I think quality content, being excited about it. Um, having a good platform that's easy to, for people to follow and navigate. So like a clean website or a clean place. Um, so whether that's bringing on a designer or, um, you know, a tech team 
or kind of taking something and making it unique, taking like a WordPress platform or something and making it your own. Um, so it's easier for people to follow. But um, oh, I'm trying to think. I think uh, this is a hard question. It is hard. You're giving great advice. Okay. Well, I think if you're, you know, if you're starting a blog and you never had one, I think it's starting with the basics, you know, like picking out what your name is, picking out, you know, what kind of content you're going to provide and then just like getting it out there and being like, pretty strong and consistent on social media, I think is key. Also being consistent with blogging. So if you blog once a month, people aren't going to, you know, know to come check you. If you're doing it every Monday and Friday or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or even once a week, then at least people know every Monday they can go to your site and they have new content. Um, okay. I think that's consistency is so important. Um, just kind of blowing it up in social media. Don't be afraid to like bother all your friends and make them like all your stuff. People are always like, I don't want to bother everyone. I'm like, do it. You have to be annoying sometimes. <laughs> that's really good advice because I, I tend to be that way too. Is oh well, you know, if they want it, then they'll come find it, right? Yeah, you have to just like give it to them, even if they don't want it. I'll, I'll like look through my friends. I'm like, oh, why is that person following a uh, following the page? Yet? I'm like, let me just send it to them again. Uh huh. That's <laughs> so funny. funny. That's but yeah, consistency, social media, being doing something that you're passionate about, um, and you know, investing a little in what you're going to be doing. Like, you know, if it's photography, um, if it's writing, you know, maybe take a course on, you know, something that you're, uh, that you're going to pursue and in terms of the niche thing. And, you know, that's something that I've, um, thought about a lot because, you know, I kind of border on the line of like the real food, like food, real foodies, clean eating type of thing. And then like the paleo world. Um, and I've always tried to stay, in the middle of the two so that I just not because I don't want to be in one over the other it's just because I find myself wanting to go in both but not being stuck in one type of thing um so that's something I've you know I've dealt with and thought about a lot for Lexus Clean Kitchen and I don't I think that you know like when bloggers first started way before you know way before I was blogging if you were a vegetarian blogger it was you know that was fine there wasn't that many now there's like a million so I think you definitely need just like, you know, to stand out and to be, you know, to stand out in your specific niche. But I don't necessarily think that you have to be like, I'm only going to do coconut milk recipes and mm -hmm. that's going to be my blog because that kind of, you know, you don't want to limit yourself too much too. Totally. And something that I found, oh, and this is probably, I'm, everybody I feel like has experienced a version of this, um, but you realize as you start working in the material that your niche almost just becomes you and like your your take on it you know how you write the recipes you like um, I love casseroles so for whatever reason I've got an entire chapter of casseroles you know that are gonna be in the book and a lot of them on the blog but um, it's almost be, that almost evolves into a part of your personal brand so be yourself and like do the things that you love yeah. and in hindsight you kind of created your own niche Exactly. Yeah, people are going to come and like follow you and want to see what you have to say and want to see what's going on when you're excited about it. So if you're just like, oh, I feel like I have to do an ice cream recipe this week, you're not going to be pumped about it. No one else is going to be pumped about it. You have to just kind of do what you're interested in, what's going on in your life, and then people, people will respond. That is such great advice. 
Killer. Um, okay, I have another question. So yeah. you work a lot with brands. Do you have advice for people who want to work with brands and help develop recipes? I've been a brand ambassador for a couple different product lines in the past, um, but it, I know you do a whole lot more of it. So if you had to give someone advice on how to get started, what would that be? Yeah. Okay, well, for starters, a media kit is huge. I don't know. Um, I can elaborate a little more, but basically my media kit outlines my stats. So it outlines my um, unique visitors, my page views, my total reach, including social, my email list, and all that. So it's like pretty clear for the brand, like, here's what you're going to get. Um, it outlines opportunities. It has some examples. So then I have my one-pager and then my like longer spiel, which has um, examples of past work. It has um, examples of reach from, you know, a specific post. It has like a pricing guide and all that. So having those set up that match your brand will really make you look super professional. So I think if you're going in, if you're reaching out to the brand or a brand reaches out to you, having that to be able to, okay, here you go. Here's my media kit. Um, it outlines everything. Like I also have an addition. I have some ideas of how we can work together. Um, yeah, you know, here's, here's a list of things that I think would be awesome, you know, and then go back and forth like that. Um, media kit's huge. Working only working with brands that really would benefit your readers, I think, is really important because if you all of a sudden start promoting a brand that, like, totally you know, I turn down a lot of stuff because it just doesn't fit, like, I'm not going to work with I don't know some nasty chicken, kind of, I don't know, yes. predict, you know, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't fit. So, definitely being true to your brand, but I mean. You could definitely reach – a lot of brands will reach out to you or their PR agencies. If you have a brand that you're, like, super passionate about working with, you, you can usually – and they're big, then you can usually Google um, their press release and find who their PR agency is or, you know, reach out to them directly and you never know if, like, you'll find the right contact or has to be connected to the right person. But reaching out never hurts. That's great advice. I would have never thought to Google press releases. Yeah, that's a big one because, you know, the big, most big companies have a PR agency that, you know, handles all the media stuff for them. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. That's a really, really great idea. Man, awesome stuff. Um, yeah. Girl, you're killing it. Yeah, media kits are huge, and that's something that I kind of entered late into the game. I found myself emailing folks who, who inquired. I found myself responding to them, recreating, like, a typed – essentially the material that goes into a media kit over and over again in the emails. I could just make this into a pretty little thing. Exactly. So then yeah. that evolved into a Word document that I just printed to PDF. And if you don't if you're not ready to jump into the full design mode, that's yeah. that's an option. You know? Absolutely. Use some headings and consistent, nice little formatting in Word and print it to PDF and that could be a good go to. But there's also um gosh, what are they called? It's those it's it's an online like networking platform where you can get connected with graphic designers. Oh oh, what is that called? Oh, there's a bunch of them out there, and you could probably if you Google something of the sort, you could probably find it. But um, where you can get connected with somebody who might be able to turn that into something really beautiful, you send them some photos and for cheap, super cheap. Yeah, for cheap, yeah. exactly. Um, so Lexi nailed it. Like it really makes you look really professional. Yeah, and then also just going back to the yeah. Whole um, things for your blog, a logo I think is really important or consistent fonts or consistent something that people are like, oh, I think that might be Lexi's photo or I think that might be Cassie's graphic or something, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
if you have a graphic or a logo that you, you can even, oh, um, Fiverr Fiver or something, is that like the, Oh, whatever. that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. But, um, so, you know, if you even use one of these sites that you can get a logo made, you know, you have two or three fonts and then just be consistent with them because you want people to start remembering your brand. Totally. Yeah. That's a really good point. When I redesigned my website, um, the lady who redesigned the site also helped me give, she gave me a list of the fonts, which I use over and over again in all the graphics, but she also helped me build my email template with the same colors and the same fonts. So just like you're saying, your branding all looks the same and logos are huge and they also don't have, you can find somebody to do one, like she said, really inexpensively, or you could be like me and just make one in PowerPoint. Yeah. (laughs) My first one was, um, and it worked fine, but consistency oh, yes. it's hysterical oh my if you God. go back in like the Lexus Queen kitchen I feel like it's in the profile pictures I'll say it was like really bad generic fonts and it was like Lexi's clean kitchen just in a row like so bad I love it I want to see it mine is this swoopy fed and fit with yeah. oh my goodness it's so funny how they evolve and you know just like you know I just ditched my whole peach look on my website and you know, just going for a whole new color scheme, took off the fork and knife, just kind of, it, it definitely evolves. It definitely grows up as you grow. You know, I always say that. I'm like, when I'm a mom, you know, it might be a mom blog, you know? Who, totally. Who yep. <laughs> yeah. I totally hear you there. Oh, man, this is great. This is really wonderful stuff. Um, I was going to ask you one more question, but I can't remember it right now. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember the question. So you do a lot of really awesome infographics. And if you guys haven't seen Lexi's infographics, you should check them out. They're killer. Um, so do you create your own infographics? Did you learn kind of the InDesign world? Or is that something that you, you know, you've developed a relationship with somebody to help you build those? Yeah. So I work with the designer on most of those. And I develop the content and then he brings it to life. Um, but... I've done some, I mean, they're not as amazing as his, um, but they're, you know, it's definitely doable, not as lavish as his amazing skills, but, um, no, I, I work with a designer and I develop the content and he brings it to life. That's still impressive though, because I've had InDesign and I, I dabble in it sometimes. I can, I can make tiny little edits to things that my designer sends me, but when it comes to creating something from scratch, um, no, just... I say, can you convert it into Photoshop? Because I can't figure out InDesign. <laughs> I can use Photoshop, but InDesign is not there yet. Oh, that's so funny. All these programs. Um, and if you guys want more tips like this, please leave a comment in the blog notes and maybe we, one day we'll do a full wrap up of all of the different programs that bloggers tend to use. You know, that might be a cool thing. Um, and as time evolves, I mean, I just adore Lexi. And so I definitely would love to have you back on the show, especially after the book comes uh, out. Yeah. Uh, so this fall, we'll chat again. And by then, we'll both have books that are finally on shelves. We it's going to be so amazing. We can take deep breaths again. Good <laughs> breathe. Yes, exactly. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, it was a pleasure. And remember you guys, you can find Lexi at LexiesCleanKitchen.com on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, all of the... Twitter. Twitter, all the medias. Pinterest. Oh, I need to look up your Pinterest. I bet it's really cute. Um, So definitely make sure you check her out and look up her book on Amazon, Lexi's Clean Kitchen, available for pre-order. 
It's been such a pleasure talking with you, and we'll link up to all that in the show notes so you won't have to miss a beat. Great. Thanks, Thanks. Lexi. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.